What's going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday, June 30th, the last day of June of 2020. This is episode four of season four of Tell Me What You Know. Season five might be starting soon. You never know with these things. <laughs> um, uh, we got some good topics to cover today. I'm excited about it. Fourth of July weekend coming up as well. Uh, any big plans, Michael? You don't go on vacation, do you? Uh, yeah, I never get out of town. Uh, we are going down to Charleston, uh, beautiful Sullivan's Island. And uh, yeah, we're just going to, you know, eat some crustaceans and uh, sit by the beach, have a cocktail. What's your, what's your favorite crustacean? Uh, I, I really like to peel and eat shrimp. Are you crustaceans over mollusks? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about over, but I... I do really love, you know, a pound of peel and eat shrimp. It's a good cocktail sauce. But a bunch of old bay dumped on there. But hey, um, you know, I I'm I'm gonna eat some oysters as well. So <laughs> I, I do I don't discriminate. Can't wait to hear about that. Well, uh if you go down there and you gorge yourself on food, there I have a story to tell you. There's a let's say you gain, you know, fifteen, twenty pounds this weekend, just let your, let it let it go loose, right? Uh-huh. I got a new weight loss tip for you. There's a, a team of researchers in New Zealand. They created what's called the Dental Slim Diet Control uh, to help people lose weight, to really kickstart their weight loss journey. Okay. And what this is, is a, an implantable device that goes into your mouth, onto your back teeth, and uses magnets and bolts to lock your jaw shut. Oh, my God. Uh, it only lets the wearer open their mouths as wide as two millimeters which pretty much restricts you to a liquid diet. Um, but most importantly, it does not impair breathing or speech. <laughs> or speech. Yeah. Uh, this is reported I- to be you know, non-invasive, even though it requires custom-manufactured locking bolts. Uh, in a trial, some participants lost around 14 pounds in two weeks on average, and a lot of them said they were motivated to continue their weight loss journey. Uh, so there, there is a, a release function in case of emergency. You need, huh. you need a cheeseburger right now. <laughs> we do this, uh, but it can be refitted and removed as many times as someone wants. So, um, did, is there like a picture of this thing? Is it like a uh, like a retainer, or they it's put in there with like surgery or some, something? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's do, let's do a jump link here for this one. People can go okay. check it out. Yeah, uh, let's uh, jump link metal mouth. Jumping metal mouth, okay. Metal mouth, and we'll uh, we'll send you. You can check, take a look at it. I'll send you to the article I read about this. Okay, yeah, but yeah. Basically, that. it's like it almost looks like uh, you remember spacers that you got before braces. Yeah, yeah. So they're a little bit bigger than that, but they go in the back of your mouth, and then I guess on the top and bottom molars, and it just kind of uses a bolt and magnets to not allow you to open your mouth wide enough to eat solid foods. I gotta um, say, this is pretty uh, uh, like torture, torturous. I don't know if yeah. I, I mean, so. I, so I think for an extreme cases, like let's say, you know, you're going to get some kind of weight loss surgery, but you have to weigh a certain weight before you can do that. This could help get you down to that weight before that happens. Also, you know, uh, good for diabetics where like, you know, certain amounts of weight loss can make you go into remission from diabetes, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it's for, oh, I need to, I mean, also, you know, hot boy summer, I need to lose like 15 pounds before going to the beach this summer. That kind I of feel thing. you. But I don't think it's something that, uh, you know especially with diets, it's more of like a, uh, you gotta, it's just, it's a habit thing, right? You can't just right. be like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. And then I'm set for the rest of the rest of my life, basically. 
Yeah. It's got to be a lifestyle. And I don't think I want to bolt on the back of my teeth for a lifestyle. So Jumpling Metal Mouth, you can check it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I, I do not the, think I'll be doing that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm glad that's in New Zealand. You should. You could do it a week before you go to Charleston and then save a lot of space for pounds of peel and eat shrimp. That's true. That is I don't true. know what the cost is on this thing. I needed. A, I should have looked up what the procedure costs, but I didn't yeah. do that. All right. Well, let's just say it's like uh, uh, twenty quid or something. Whatever they use. That's <laughs> <in New Zealand. laughs> probably an English thing. But well, uh, also about uh, you know eating something. This is not about uh, humans eating something. A lobster diver uh, has said that he was lop- he was lobstering. He was full scuba gear. He was up in Massachusetts, or excuse me, in Maine, like where every lobster diver is. And uh, he was about 45 feet down. And then all of a sudden he gets jolted and he thinks he's being attacked by a shark. But it wasn't a shark. He he realizes he's in the mouth of a huge humpback whale. Uh, And he kind of like, I guess he's feeling around inside the mouth. And he's like, he didn't feel any teeth or anything. And, And I guess that's what... Told him it wasn't a shark, but it was completely dark. He could like feel the tongue or whatever's in there. And, and then, you know, about, I think he said he was in there about 30 seconds. He gets spit out at the surface. The, the, the whale just spits him out. He goes, um, flippers first back into the water. A fellow lobsterman sees this, but doesn't see the whale, I guess. But then like comes over, gets him out of the water. Uh, he's sort of like bruised up, uh, obviously in, in a state of shock, says to the to the to the other guy, hey, I was just eaten by a whale. And they take him to the hospital and people are now wondering if he's credible. But uh, I don't know. What, do, you, do you think this guy's credible for being eaten by a whale? Well, I don't. I mean, who? Uh, all right. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, he was shot. I, so like, I think I recounted thing, like, the story pretty well there. Yeah, the whale like hocked him like a loogie into the air out of the water. Basically, so there was like a splash when he came down. Yeah, I mean it was it, it spit him high enough that he landed flippers first, feet first, back into, into the, the water. water. Yeah, huh? Uh, humpback whales; those are big ones. That's like the Northwestern Mutual guy, right? Yes, <laughs> a humpback whale. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at that logo. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that's pretty nuts. I. I mean that's just bizarre the whole all the way around. I guess uh, spit him back. I wonder if they th- if it, was he trying to save him or was he just like thought it. I don't know because you don't hear about whales like other than like orcas. I feel like yeah, like killer they whales, eat, like plankton and, sh- and shit like that, right? Uh, I know algae. The, the humpbacks. Well, any yeah, not not yeah. orcas. Anything yeah. other than like killer killer whales. That's what I think. I I don't know. Maybe he just uh, accidentally ate him or. Yeah, like I don't know. Um, there is a retelling of this story by by the guy. Uh, I don't know. He looks he looks like a lobsterman. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if, if that means he's credible or not. But supposedly in this community, they don't make up stories. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess, hey. I guess I guess that that gets them kicked out of the uh, out of the Rule community. Number one of but, lobster fishing. You don't. But lie. I'll uh, I'll. I'll put a jump link for this. People can go watch his his retelling of it. Uh, jump link lobster diver. Um, okay. To to go see what they see what they think for themselves. Yeah, humpback whales they eat krill, small fish, 
Yeah, they strain huge volumes of ocean water through their baleen plates, which act like a sieve. I guess he was too big to get through there, so it spit them out. Yeah. Are these the ones, too, that that blow the bubbles and then they come up through the bubbles where the krill, like, they get... They get they get trapped in the bubbles. You know oh, what I'm talking I, about? I have no idea. Um, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool way they eat, but they just blow like I'm a, back they go where, down okay. about so 50 they can feet. Be... They blow a bump of bubbles, and the bubbles trap the krill, and then they just swim through the bubbles and just eat it. Okay, yeah, these things are enormous. The females are 49 to 52 feet, males 43 to 46 feet. So, so the guy could probably fit could in easily his mouth. fit in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I was completely. Uh, here's the. Yeah, I got was like a lobster diver for sure. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, interesting. Anyways. All right. All right, I'm going to take you a little bit different. Now, we're going to go talk about our everyone's favorite supreme leader, uh, Kim Jong-un. You may have noticed, you maybe haven't noticed, he's been out of the public eye for about four or five weeks now, uh, recently returned, and many people, some more than others, took notice of his weight loss. Um. Maybe he I mean, listen. Maybe, I, maybe he had the dental implant. Maybe he had the dental implant. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I look at the guy. It's not like he's slim. He doesn't look athletic <laughs> per se. <laughs> but, he hasn't been doing. Uh, uh, he hasn't been keto or, or doing some CrossFit. Yeah. No. I mean, one the guy like you know his father and his grandfather both died of heart issues, and so people and obviously he's a chain smoker. He's like 5'7", and at one point weighed like 300 pounds. Like, he's got to have some health issues. So anytime he's out of the public eye for a while, people are like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And I think most analysts outside of South Korea are like more worried about, okay, he has no male heir. What psychopath is going to take over and basically have the keys to the nuclear arsenal in in North Korea? Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's back. He he got back in front of a camera. Um, They were – analysts were comparing – uh, in order to like see like if he had lost weight or not, they were comparing his wristwatch because it was fitting. They had it, it was buckled like it had more but, uh, holes. It, like right. you know, like, like it was links, basically right links to it. It, it. it wasn't fitting as snug as it was before. There's like diagrams of like here's like where where it was before. Now there's four <laughs> holes over here and all that kind of stuff. Oh oh um, it's oh it's like one of those. Uh, it's a leather band. And leather band with holes. He's in now it, right? notched. He's now notched. Yeah. Now there's up. like six holes past it. Whether there used to be like one or something. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I mean, you know, most people would probably congratulate someone on their weight loss journey, but a lot of North Koreans couldn't hold back tears. One uh, middle-aged North Korean in a straw hat said, "What made people, including myself, most heartbroken when we watched the show was how emaciated dear leader Kim Jong Un has looked." And I again, I don't know if you've seen him. Emaciated is not the word I would use to describe him. I, I have uh, not seen a picture of him, but uh, should we share a jump link for the picture? Yeah, uh, jump link Kim. Kim. <laughs> See, it's easy. Jump link Kim. You can take a look at it. Uh, he, he, like, especially, so this is mind-boggling to me because these guys are like, oh, I can't imagine, I can't believe how emaciated he looks. One, there's like always food shortages. There's another lo- looming food shortage over there. They've been having trouble with the pandemic. They've been having trouble with natural disasters, all this kind of stuff. Uh, refugees that escape the country, like on average, weigh around 115 pounds. Like he could easily weigh twice as much as that person. Yet they're saying he looks emaciated. Like, I think it's just. I, I think it's one of these things that in their culture and in a lot of cultures, like nobility is also seen as being like overweight. Like, like if you've got. Yeah, the, 
Yeah, like I've never seen a, a thin king, you know, have access like, to food. Yeah, I've got access to a lot of food and right. you know whatever I want. And I'm you know, I don't do it. I don't do much. I, it gets done for me. It's like, um, yeah, I can't I can't think of some king that is just like thin because he doesn't want to. I don't know. He doesn't want to eat or consume. That, that's not, that doesn't yeah. seem great. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, obviously, like the people outside of South Korea spin it to be like, okay, he's got health issues, or maybe he's just on a diet, whatever. And then inside North Korea, like his team, he wore this like ill-fitting white shirt to this thing that made it like showed like how slim he had gotten, like basically being like, look at the steps I'm taking to like I'm not eating so that you guys can type thing. You know what I mean? Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely weird spin zones depending on which side uh, you fall on here. That is that is quite the for, spin zone for dear supreme leader Kim. <laughs> well, uh, uh, check him out. <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about a new optical illusion that uh, has been created. Uh, they call these they call this optical illusion scintillating starbursts, and basically, it's like hexagons that are concentric hexagons that spin and when they spin your eyes interject these uh basically like sunburst looking things that that radiate from the center um and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna put a jump link jump link starbursts and see if you see the the radiating lines of of uh of sunbeams coming out of the center of this thing Oh, oh wow! It's, it's it's pretty trippy. There you go. Yeah. You see them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see them. I see. Them. I don't really know. I don't really know what this means uh, in terms of like some scientific breakthrough, but um, you know, it's just another way that that we can't trust what we see. Those beams are not there, Michael. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> um. So what was I looking at? I was just looking up this article. Basically, it says that it, it's this illusion is kind of uncovering how our brains connect the dots. I guess if you go into more detail on it, you can kind of figure out, I, I guess, why our brain makes us think we're seeing things that we're not. Um, well, could we have a quick know. sidebar about the UFO report that came out now that we're talking about things that maybe we aren't seeing? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, Please. I... You know, I think it's it's worth maybe diving into a, on a future episode a little bit more. But I will say the, okay. the UFO report did come out. Uh, not surprising, it didn't say much. Uh, it basically was just like there are a lot of un, un, unanswered questions about these things. Uh, I guess there's been like 146, I think's the number, 146 events or you know sightings that uh, the military can't can't explain since 2004. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, they they did say potentially some of the the sightings could be like sensor malfunction or like some phantom reading uh, from it. But, but 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 they also say a lot of the objects were tracked based on multiple sensors as well oh, as right. human identification. So or like uh, human visuals. So, like, if it's showing up on multiple uh, screens, it's not just, like, a bug in some infrared detector or whatever. And the human is seeing it. I mean, all of a sudden, the lower and lower probabilities that something isn't there, uh, you know, start to decrease. Um, so, it's certainly 
uh, I guess a good first step in saying that like they're going to start studying these things more or uh, you know making it a little bit more um, uh, open that people can say that they've they saw something they can't explain and then that will trigger you know some uh, process that they can go um, you know start identifying or uh, you know st- start creating more data about these things so we can maybe figure out what they are. Yeah, I, I also, I mean, in, kind of in the same vein as, a, well, one, let me go back a second. Uh, I guess you have to decide whether or not you believe that the reports are that we don't, you know, that we don't know what this is or whatever. And then two, it's like, well, is it scarier that we do know and they're not telling us or that we just don't know? Maybe not scarier, but is it just, uh, it's something to think about. Absolutely. Two, on top of all this space talk, I, I can't find it now, but I did this is a brief one-off statement, but I read, I saw a headline about uh, talking about future wars being fought on the moon. Okay. Huh. Uh, I can't find it now, even when I Googled it, but maybe I was like sleep deprived when I read that or something. I don't know. I, um, I really hope that doesn't happen because it's, that's really stupid. I mean, it's just really stupid to me. If we're fighting wars on the moon, like, I don't know. Yeah, just go play like uh, video games. There's tons of video games that do that shit. Exactly, and it, and it seems like if we're you know, if we've got enough people on the moon that we need to start shooting at each other, it seems to me like whatever resources we'd be fighting over, like probably aren't that scarce. I don't know. Like, you know. Yeah. Um. All right, I got one more story, or not story, but news. Just a little news dump headliner here that I wanted to talk about before I believe I hand it off to you. But uh, I'm not sure how familiar people are with John McAfee, uh, the, the 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 guy who did McAfee Antivirus back in the '90s. Uh, kind of a larger than life personality, really eccentric. Maybe has a little bit of paranoia going on. Uh, Kind of, you know, somewhat of a Randy Quaid type. He's, he's always running from something. Although I believe that this guy's actually running. John John McAfee actually had reason to run, just based on the indictments and whatnot. Anyway, I, I wish uh, he was still alive that he could hear himself compared to a Randy Quaid type. But I think I yeah, think that's you, don't, you won't get that. You won't get those analogies on any just any podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's only on telling me what you know. Anyway, John McAfee's been on the lam for a while. Uh, was arrested in Spain back in October, I think. And then uh, the word came down last week that he was going to be extradited back to the United States to face charges on tax evasion and then some pump and dump scheme with a fake crypto. Uh, the next day, they found him hanging in a cell. So he killed himself uh, in, I believe, in Barcelona. But I was just looking into his life. Man, the guy is nuts. He was born in the UK to an American father uh, who was, I guess, occupying land after World War II um, and a, a British mother, or was, was in the Air Force in World War II, not occupying land, but, uh, and, a, and a British mother. Moved back to Roanoke, Virginia, actually went to Roanoke College, um, was studying his PhD in like mathematics or something, ended up getting fired for sleeping with a student. Uh, he was like really good at, at computers and coding and whatnot he worked for lockheed and then in like the 80s there was like a pakistan the first computer virus was being publicly talked about this pakistani these pakistani brothers had a computer virus and mcafee kind of cracked it and was able to like be like okay this is what you're looking for this is what the virus is going to do this is how it gets in all this kind of stuff and started in his garage mcafee associates um and 
basically started this free antivirus software for personal computers. So he gave it away to free for personal computers and then started charging businesses licensing deals. So he like immediately was making, like, I think he made like 80 or $90 million on licensing deals in the early 90s, basically, wow. just selling this thing. Uh, he in, ended up getting out of that company like in 94, 96, something like that. Um, the guy was like big into alcohol, big into drugs. I, th- I think like he would do like, not just like we, like he was like LSD, DMT, all these like psychedelics, that kind of stuff. Uh, he got into AA and has allegedly been clean since like the late eighties, I guess. So this is pre him making all of his money. Hmm. Uh, he's been married at least three times. Um, he says he could have fathered over 47 children, but that's pending DNA tests. One thing important to know about this guy is that he's like constantly saying he'll do whatever he can to fuck with the media. So you never really know what's true and what's not. Uh huh. Um, so he like basically, you know, stopped the Pakistani brain computer virus. He was big on the Michelangelo virus in 92. Then when Y2K came, the same thing. He had this like 280 acre estate in Colorado. He like made a yoga retreat and all that kind of stuff. Super weird dude. He moved to Belize, uh, basically trying to like, he said he had tons of personal injury lawsuits in the States. So he moved to Belize. Uh, he kind of became like a gang lord there. He had a beachfront estate in San Pedro. He had like personal security guards, which were mostly criminals, tons of guns, tons of dogs, tons of women, all this kind of stuff. Uh, I gotta say, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Right. And so like he, uh, had like run-ins with the, the, the government, the, the gangs in Belize. He had run in one of his neighbors one day, uh, like had an issue. It was an American guy, like had issues with McAfee and all this stuff in Belize. McAfee's dogs got poisoned and the next day his neighbor was dead. So he's like, was he involved in the murder of his neighbor? Nobody really knows. They say he was into some pretty weird sexual stuff. Uh, basically like he was into like doo-doo porn, like doo-doo stuff, basically uh-huh. coprophilia, uh-huh. like in hammocks. Like he would lay on hammocks, I guess, or like have women lay on hammocks and he would get under them. The guy was wild, man. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of that one before. Yeah. Um, Hammock fetish. It, huh? In 2012, the, like some gang like raided his estate in Belize. Um, they found like guns and drugs and all this stuff. And he said that, you know, this was in retaliation to him, not, not contributing to the government. Anyway, long story short, he had some tax issues in Tennessee. He was <laughs> constantly like, oh, oh, another thing. He like became huge in the Libertarian Party. He like almost got the nomination in 2012, I think. But even though he didn't get it, the nom- like the, the turnout like in votes for the Libertarian Party after he kind of got into this, uh, they quadrupled in 2012. And then he tried to do it again in 2020 from exile because he was, you know, just running. He was on the land the whole time. He didn't get it again. Um but yeah, so he was arrested in October last year in Spain, tax charges in Tennessee, and then the next day was the 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 SEC, you know, filed charges about this pump and dump for a fake cryptocurrency. And then la- two Wednesdays ago, so I guess exactly two weeks ago, uh, they were like, yes, we're going to extradite you to the United States to face trial. The next day, found dead in his cell. Um, wild dude. Uh I, I, I want to read more about him and I hope they make a movie. There is a movie about him. Uh, it's yeah. called Gringo. I don't know who made it, but it's called Gringo, the dangerous life of John McAfee. It's from 2016. Okay. Um, it, sometimes reading, reading about him is crazy, but you got to like, you need to like watch videos of him because his persona is just bizarre. Like he is definitely like always kind of looking over his shoulder, but also never scared. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, 
and so he's, he's like, like all of his videos are always from like scared. a boat i don't know he's like he's like he he like he, he has so much uh faith in that like he knows he's right like he didn't do anything that kind of stuff right i mean he's probably scared of scared shitless i guess he obviously you know if you kill yourself before you face charges it sounds pretty guilty there's also you know his wife was saying well he was murdered because he knows all this stuff about higher ups in the united states and all this kind of stuff right right he's like a vigilante epstein <laughs> correct murdered in his cell correct uh, a lot of similarities between the two yeah yeah sort of um huh i definitely want to read more about him oh he also apparently lost like 90 percent of the money he made in mcafee uh, yeah Sounds like, like, he, in like, two, in like 2008 and that whole it sounds downturn. like he ran in some some tough circles, you know. Yes, but yeah, uh, I would like watch his, all of his videos are always from like some boat in the middle of the ocean. Uh, he, he like wanted to be a Bond villain or something, but like, yeah, yeah, kind hey, of. gotta hand it to the Check guy. Go um, watch some videos on McAfee. Everybody knows that just because everyone grew up with the Windows, you know, and then it's like McAfee antivirus scan. That's right. I got to take over your computer for three hours. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, the last story I, I have to share, um, this is a pretty quick one. Uh, there was a picture of a, of a worm NATO. So earthworms, <laughs> <laughs> earthworms after it rains, I don't know if you know this, uh, worms breathe through their skin. So after a heavy rain, uh, the soil gets inundated with water. So they have to come to the surface to breathe. Okay. okay, so uh, this this woman in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, was like walking down the street and on the sidewalk noticed like this huge swirl of earthworms spread out like it looks just like a like a, a tornado. Like, but it's like it's not moving. They're not they're not moving around on the ground like snakes or something. They're just like stuck and I'm not even sure. They, they almost look dead. But it's like a uh, spiral of a spiral worms. of worms. Uh, and I, and I guess this has happened. Not not I maybe mean, not this exact thing with this this. Um, the the thought is maybe the water drained in a certain way that just left them in this this vortex looking thing. But there have been right. other cases of clumps of earthworms. I guess I guess worms uh, communicate and work together sometimes. They they clump together in these like balls of like almost like knots of earthworms to mm-hmm. like you know better eating or they move and they move together or they it's like a predator uh defense mechanism uh all these different things but uh I, I'll, I'll leave everybody a little jump link uh to worm nato they can, they can <laughs> check this out and there's a, a cool video where i found this uh you can learn a little bit more about earthworms so that that's awesome that's a lot picture of that yeah that, that's the uh that's the last story i got for everybody today uh but I'm, I'm really looking forward to our <clears throat> to our 4th of July draft. Yeah, Bring we are going to draft, draft again today. Uh, we're going to draft top five 4th of July American things uh, for the upcoming holiday weekend. So the idea here, there's going to be five. We're going to do, you can do it in any order, but we want to do oh. uh, a movie, a song, a food, a person, and a rant, like a miscellaneous, a wild, a wild card, uh, a wild, yeah, grab bag, a wild card, whatever you want, category. Okay. Uh, I'm holding up a one or a two, Michael. What am I holding up right now? Uh, a one. It's a two. I will go first. Okay. Sorry. I mean, it was. I swear, it was a two. 
<laughs> I believe you. You can go first if you want to. No, I don't know. I, I really, only, right. I think we only are going to maybe fight over one. I don't know. Who's, we'll see. All right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick my song, and I'm going with uh, Lee Greenwood, God Bless the USA. All right, yep. Classic, classic song. Yep. I think that should be our national anthem, probably. Okay. I, I respect that. I respect that. It does it's just give a, you it's a, patriotic goosebumps every time. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I am going to take, uh, I'm going to go movie first, because this is the one I think we're, we're, we might overlap on. I'm going to take Independence Day. I knew you would think that I would take that one. I knew. I, I thought you would that take one. that one. Uh, man, that movie was just such a, a, a staple of my childhood. Uh, yeah. I think we've, we've covered it on Tell Me What You Know, specifically. Uh, yes. Uh, and, and yeah, that movie is just amazing. Go Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Amazing. Great president. Maybe maybe the greatest fictional president per, of all time. Perhaps the greatest fictional president. Who would you put up there with him? Uh, I'd put Martin up, Sheen in the West Wing. Uh, I'd put up Michael Douglas in the American President. Um, okay. I'd put up. Uh, um, uh, well, I can't remember his name right now. Morgan Freeman in uh, uh, Deep Impact. Thought he was an awesome okay. president. Um, right. Yeah. Not bad. You got two. You got to go wrap. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, oh, it's, yeah. A, it's a worm draft. It's a worm and then, NATO uh, draft. Uh, I'm going to take the best American actor, like the guy, you know, America's pastime actor, Tom Hanks. So that's your person. That's my person. America's pastime America's actor. just, you know, the guy that epitomizes <laughs> just an American dude, American guy. Okay. All the guys, everybody wants to be him. <laughs> yep. That's true. That's what I, just, I always say. You know, I want to be Tom Hanks. I want to be Tom Hanks. Uh, Fuck he, Channing Tatum. Played Jim Lovell in <laughs> Apollo 13. Great American American hero. I, I'm going to take Captain Tom Phillips. Hanks. Captain, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips, a literal hero. A literal hero. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that's uh, my person. I, yeah, those are good. My movie, I'm going with Miracle. Okay. Not a 4th of July movie, but a total American movie. The 1980 USA hockey team. They, they battled against the Soviets in the middle of the Cold War. It was a microcosm for American uh, pride when they beat the Soviets. Uh, also, well, one of my favorite sports movies of all time and some of the best dialogue I've ever heard in my life. I, I, mean, I, I, I do hear you quote that movie a lot. I like talking about why do you want to play college hockey. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it obvious for the girls? <laughs> anyway, I won't go through the whole thing here. But I'm taking Miracle as my movie. Uh, can, for my can food, I I'm, uh, uh, yeah, please. Natalie Blazer, uh, guest on our previous podcast, does not like yes. Miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think she thinks that Herb is a bit too hard on the guys. She does not like that scene where they're all you know they're doing suicides, and yeah. you know he almost hurts them. Uh, she's a big fan of Jim Beeman, uh, the or Stan Beeman, uh, the yes. assistant coach. Uh, right. And and she wants him to you know step up and stop the suicides, and and she doesn't like the movie because of this. It goes. I think it's safe it to say too that. Hard. Uh, is it is it too far to, to say that if Natalie Blazer was in charge of that hockey team, we would be speaking Russian right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you know. She also doesn't like how they play the Russians twice back to back. You know, it's kind of like a do over. 
uh you know they okay. had like the the initial one i guess just during like it's like an exhibition before the before the olympics well i mean there's like yeah there's different stages of the games as well i guess something but, uh but well, yeah so you, I think, so I think, she you know the mighty ducks played iceland twice that that, that is that's true that's a good comparison yeah anyways i'll have a conversation with her off air about that what do you play for? Um, what do I go with? <laughs> what do I go with next? So you've taken, you took what? You took a movie and you took a person. So yeah. I can save my person. I need to go with, I could have saved my movie, I guess, as well. That was dumb. Uh, I'll go with uh, my food. No, I'm going to go with my, my miscellaneous. I'm going, this is not my food. But what is more American than just stuffing yourself with food i'm taking the nathan's hot dog eating contest very good and and this is not my person but joey chestnut the living legend the man who takes down like 80 wieners in 12 minutes talk about a guy who just gets to have a little bit of attention every year on one day yeah you know it's pretty good i I mean yeah i'm sure he has a great career going for him and you you know sometimes you get lucky and you get to see some pita crazy people go and throw fake blood on them while they're eating it's great oh that's fun (laughs) <laughs> I'll try to catch it this year. Uh, and yeah, it kind of grosses me out to be honest. I just like I like the idea of it more than I actually like watching it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'll, I want to add on to this with my f- food selection because this is my food selection. People don't know this maybe, but I'm a big advocate of the hot dog. I think the hot dog can be a delicious uh, food. I I've, I love having a hot dog at a baseball game. Um, oh, yeah. I got I got shit this last weekend for for putting ketchup on my hot dog is that a, is that a blasphemous thing to do do you put ketchup i think on your that hot dog? if you get i think if you care about what other people put on their hot dogs you're an idiot yeah i, I god that's, that's shut what up. i should have said michael god <laughs> shut up damn that's a perfect that's a perfect comeback it's a fuck it's a hot dog it's a hot dog it's delicious <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a it's not like a piece of wagyu beef they're like oh my right. god you cook that medium oh oh you put putting it. ketchup on a steak no it's a hot it's dog. mine it's mine. Yeah. Uh, and also, I love a hot dog at the turn uh, playing golf. It's just like, oh, yeah. uh, it's just a great little treat to have. It's like a little mini snack. I, I'm a big advocate for a hot dog. Um, and, and, I, and I love the way that a lot of different cultures around the country make it a little different. You know, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll eat a boiled hot dog, but I prefer a grilled. Yeah. I prefer a grilled with a little toasted bun. But uh, Same. But hey. To each their own, and, and I don't think there's a wrong way to do it because you're right, Michael. Who cares? Yeah, you're it's an idiot delicious. if you care about that. You're an idiot. Um, yeah. All right, so I go again? Yes. All right, I'm going to take my miscellaneous, and I'm going to go mm. with um, – I'm going to draft the Roman candle. I think the Roman candle is a great firework. A uh, it's super fun. You sort of get to – you know, you, sh- you get to shoot it out of your hand. Like what's yeah. better than – you know, it's, it's one thing, you know – lighting a fuse and that's it's kind of fun too lighting a fuse and then running away and watching it shoot up but but there is something so nice about being able to just like shoot a firework once every second like five times in a row you kind of have yeah, this like iron man type feel to it i i'm a big advocate of the uh of the roman candle and and i'm drafting it with my wild card pick you can get some down in south carolina this weekend i, I i'm gonna stop along the way for sure Okay, uh, I'm gonna take my person here, and I, you may, I don't know if you're having an issue with this because he's not technically a real person, but I'm going Uncle Sam. Okay, uh, Uncle Sam, the embodiment of America, the embodiment of he, patriotism. He wants you. He wants you. So I'm gonna go with Uncle Sam. 
I couldn't think. I had other ones, you know, I was going to think of Elvis, but I don't know, like shit like that. Uh, George Washington, you know. But I'm going to go Uncle Sam. I like There's it. no confusion over what nationality Sam is. I like uh, it. Last one, food. Uh, I'm going to go similar to what you went, but what I enjoy more, maybe because I don't have them as often, I'm going corn dog. Oh. I feel like corn dogs. I've had more people from outside of the states ask about corn dogs than <laughs> any other thing. I feel like just because you don't, you know, where do you, you see them at a fair? You see them at a carnival? You see them right. at like a, I don't know, uh, like a fall festival type thing, right? Right. It's a. It's uh, a they're awesome. It is funny about the corn dog. So I haven't had many corn dogs. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. It, it's a hot dog wrapped in cornbread, like, or is it just like a hot dog well, wrapped in, a, in in breading? It's a it's a cornmeal based bread. It's like cornmeal and flour, like all purpose flour, and then like baking powder. Okay, yeah, uh, like a little salt, maybe a little sugar as well to sweeten it up some. Yep. And it's basically yeah, it's just a hot dog with like a cornmeal breading around it. Is it fried? Like, I do have they to explain drop- what a corn dog is to you. I, no, I'm just wondering exactly how they make it. Is is it fried? Like, do they drop it in a fryer? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's okay. in that. It's, so it's made with that, you know, the egg and like the, the batter. Basically, you dip it in that batter, mm-hmm. and then you put that into a fryer into like drop that in the fryer. Hot oil. Yeah. Yep. And then it turns golden brown, and it's freaking delicious. Yep. There's and, nothing better. What do you dip it in? Mustard. Only mustard. mustard. Only mustard. You can go ketchup. You can go whatever you want. I prefer mustard. A spicy mustard if there if that is available. Got it. A Dijon yep. maybe. That does sound delicious. Just take a jar of Grey Poupon and just shove it in there. Yeah. Oh, it sounds awesome. That's what I'm going with. I like it. Um, well, so I guess I only have a song left. Yes. Um, so I know you're, you're probably going to get mad at me about this, but I'm just going to draft the entire collection of Toby Keith with uh, headlining. That's, that's fair. With a headlining song of whatever that whatever he calls that song where he puts a boot in your ass. It's the American yeah, one. Yeah, it's... Uh, What's that song called? Boot <laughs> Uncle Sam put a name at the top of his list. Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Is what it's yeah. called. Yep. But he's also got classics like American Soldier. Uh, you know, I love this bar. He's uh, got all the all the hits. Yep. I like that song uh, where he's. It, I ain't as good as I once was. Yeah. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good song. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah. so <laughs> definitely get you some Toby Keith. Uh, this weekend, maybe while you're playing some golf or, or uh, drinking a beer. Yeah, hit up a karaoke bar on, on like 4th of July. That song will bring the crowd to its feet. I guarantee Absolutely. it. 100%. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. It was a good show. We hope you enjoyed it. Everybody have a great, safe, fun 4th of July. Uh, well, if you're listening to this now, then I hope you had a great, safe, fun 4th of July. Yeah. I don't like timelines. I don't understand I don't like it. You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. I'm talking to you on Wednesday, June 30th, but you're hearing this on Monday, July 5th, and it's just a it's, it's a holiday as well. So enjoy your holiday today. Yeah, for a lot of people. I hope you didn't blow up your hand with a Roman candle. Uh, yes. So, I hope you still got your thumb. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>